Hermoney.ie places women's financial well-being up front and centre of all of their services. Through thoughtful planning, women can secure financial freedom to pursue their personal goals, have stability of income in retirement and handle the inevitable obstacles life may throw in their path. They strive to give their clients the best advice at the best value for all of their policies. Get in touch with their experienced team today at hermoney.ie. Hello, I'm Trina Gunning, member of the club and on the committee helping to make the club as amazing as possible for you. Each week, I'll be talking to an amazing member of the club about their business, their journey with it and their thoughts on the club women's network. The club champions women in business and is a first and foremost a support and learning network, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for you to give as much as you receive within the club. If you would like to find out more, please go to theclubwomensnetwork.com or the Club Women's Network across all social media platforms. We would absolutely love to have you join us. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse podcast. I'm Trina Gunning and today I'm delighted to talk to Donna O'Driscoll, owner of Roots Kitchen, a boutique catering company based in Cork. Donna and her team have a passion for sourcing local ingredients and working with their customers to tailor exciting menus. I have a small idea of how delicious her food is as I have tried the seriously good salsa. As being a member of the club, Donna had it in our awards goodie bags last November and it lives up to its name. I have to say, researching for this chat has made me extremely hungry. Looking at all the pictures and recipes that I saw kind of made me wish I live a little bit closer to Cork. Welcome, Donna. How are you today? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Very delighted to talk to you. I know we've had a couple of messages in the past, but we've never actually got to have a proper chat about your business. So I'm really looking forward to finding out what it is. Like I said, your pictures, everything that you have on your website and social social media absolutely looks fantastic but bring us back to the start how did Ruth's Kitchen come to be? Um, well I suppose from a young age I had a, a real passion for cooking and um, like I'd be running in to watch MasterChef with my nan when I was like eight years old <laughs> so it was always there um, and um, I kind of had love for I wanted to kind of go into like arty kind of creative side as well but I, I kind of went down the cooking side eventually um, and when I was about 15, I got my first job in a restaurant, working part time, cleaning, making a few sandwiches, bits and bobs like that. Um, and a few other, you know, kind of jobs, little jobs through my teenagers. And then when I was 18, I got a job as a commie chef in a restaurant and I just absolutely loved it. And um, I was chefing then, I'd say about, oh, I can't remember now exactly, but about 15, 16 years when I set up Ruth's Kitchen. Um, the reason why I set it up, I suppose, is that you give so much when you're working for other people, especially in a restaurant, because it's hard work. And um, I think most chefs do have a passion for what they do. And I just felt like I could give so much more if it was my own business, because you're kind of restricted into, you know, being molded into who you work for. And so I just had this idea. I took a punt at it. Um, we were doing um, individual lunches online. So you could order your lunch online um, on the same day and I deliver it all offices around Cork and um, eventually from going into offices I met with all the office managers and we started to get like more corporate larger group orders and um, so it kind of snowballed from there and then we had to make a decision in 2019 are we going to keep both 
because there were days where we could have lunches for 200 in one office and we wouldn't be able to do all the small lunches. Yeah. And then some days you could be doing two lunches, some days you're doing 50. So it was consistent enough really to keep the business um, going on its own and to grow it in the way that we needed it to grow, to stay open. So eventually we closed the online orders for the lunches, um, much to a lot of people's disappointment. But I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so we started the, sorry, I forgot to say, we started the um, the business in my husband's rugby club um, Sunday as well. It's in Musgrave Park. So it was a tiny little kitchen. And we asked them, are you doing anything with it? They were like, no, we were like, can we rent it? They said, yeah. So like we started it there, tiny, tiny space. Um, and we actually got our first contract from working inside there. And um, we have a big kitchen now, but looking back, I just don't even know how we were doing it. There was four of us in there like Saturday. It's always the way, isn't it? Like, you know, you like in the moment, it's amazing. Like who knew that you would ever do that? And then you look back at it and you're like, how? How did yeah. you even think it was how possible? How do we do it? One oven, one half. I was like, oh my God. Like it was just super, super organization. So like we learned loads. I was going to say stuff. probably yeah, the logistics. Go back. <laughs> yeah, the logistics of making that work probably yeah. stood to you as it grew and you got on yeah. uh, like bigger contracts and clients. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. The first thing I want to comment on is you knew so young and I don't mean like like as a kid you know what the interest is like you're saying master chef like you know children have all sorts of interests but you actually started working in the industry so young and stuck yeah. with it because I think a lot of the the people I've been talking to you know it's it's been a complete change or a dream that they had but then they went down a different route and then came back around to it but you knew when you went into it and you stayed yeah. with it yeah, I suppose I wasn't very academic. I mean, I could have been if I wanted to do, but <laughs> I still going into school for a laugh. Like I was never there to learn anything or be a doctor or anything like that. Mm. Um, if anything, it was a bit of a chore. So it was always creative when I was in home ec, loved home ec, loved a bit of English, loved um, art. But then all the other subjects, I was like, oh my God, get me out of this place. Um, so when I had the opportunity to get a job doing something like manual or and like just on the line of going into cooking, sure, I loved it. And like I used to be getting killed because you'd be clueless going in, you know, yeah. I'd be pushing the floor backwards and putting a tiny bit of chicken in sandwiches. I'd say, your mom was like, why did I hire this one? But, um, you know, it's all a learning curve. And um, especially with something like that, you know, you really get good life skills straight away. You, oh, you definitely the, you know, customer service everything and I think the thing is to do a job like that you have to have a love of some aspect of it because it, it's a difficult job like I've never worked in hospitality myself um but I know plenty of people who have and I've like family who are chefs yeah and I can see how much it takes up of life in general like it's yeah. a very difficult job whether you work in a restaurant or have a catering company it's kind mm -hmm. of all-encompassing so I think you do have to have a love of it to be able to stick through the the hard parts because it is it's it it's physically taxing as well it is it is and it takes a long long time I mean I know sometimes you can see these young chefs and they might be like chefing a year or two and they're head chefs straight away I didn't become a head chef till I was 28 and I suppose a lot of that would be imposter syndrome and everything else mm -hmm. but like I just felt like I needed to like absorb as much as I could and when you're a head chef you have to be a leader as well I suppose so you need to take on a lot of that responsibility yeah. and everything. Um, so it is, it is hard work and like you're responsible for a lot of what goes on in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if service is bad, it's bad. But if the food is bad, I mean, people definitely won't come back. Like, you know, yeah. So, um, I'm, yeah. I'm laughing at you saying I wasn't head chef until I was 28 and going, yeah. 
28 is still incredibly young. Yeah, I know, but I see a lot of people these days and they're like head chef at 22. I'm like, how are they, you know, obviously they're confident enough to do it and they're sure of themselves and stuff. But for me, I would have been like, no way. Like, you know, um, I would have just like, I, I was always like watching and learning and taking everything. And I was like, okay, take a bit from this boss, take a bit from that boss. And you can bring it all together then yourself and try and, you know, I suppose if you're a bit of a perfectionist like I am, you're not going to go for something unless you're really sure of yourself. And um, it's a recurring theme with people who have their own businesses that, yeah. you know, the, the perfectionism does come through. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's obviously people see it as a, a negative, I think. But I think what I'm learning as I listen more to people's stories is that it lends value to what you're doing. Like, yes, something might take a little bit longer to get done. And there's a whole thing of yeah you know just start and just get it done but the the bits that you want to perfect are the important bits and the ones that will see you through everything else oh 100 i mean if you don't have the basics and if you don't have your standards i don't think you have anything mm -hmm. you have to have something to go by so like i always say to the, like my team and work like you know if we if we send this in say i i can't even give an example now say if the lettuce was a bit dead i'm like lads if we're doing that we might as well just close the doors because we're only as good as the last salad salad we're sending out yeah because you know they'll talk about it say it wasn't great and it's a snowball effect so i think you have to have some sort of a thing and um, now i would say i'm a little bit beyond that as well but that's just me like i, I don't expect my staff to be as you know have that perfectionism as what I have I mean that's why you're the boss you, yeah you want you want them to give as best they can and then you can top off whatever they don't have you know so like um, that. that's it yeah yeah that, that must create a very good working atmosphere for you I try I try and part of why you set up set up my own business as well I, I suppose it is a hard industry and you have to be tough as nails you like it, there's no doubt about it and it has changed a lot since I started and even when I was starting it was kind of changing but like, you know, there's no need for the roaring and shouting. There's no need for the endless hours. You know, I, I like to try and give my staff weekends off. If something goes wrong, we try and talk about it. There's no kind of, you know, this like whole like Gordon Ramsay vibes. You know, we love him, but like that's all an act. He's not really like that. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. um, but like it, it is tough. It's hard. You're on your feet all day. There's no need for all that kind of carry on that goes on, I think, you know. Um, I'm glad you brought up your team because it was one yeah. thing that I noticed. Now, obviously, I haven't met any of your team and I've just seen your social media and your website. Mm. But one thing that comes across, and I don't know how you've managed to do it, is that there seems to be, there's a sense of a strong team behind Roots Kitchen. Like yeah. it's the way that you have them all on the website with all their descriptions of what they do and who they are. You're really kind of pushing your own team forward yeah. as part of the business. And I think that's really nice. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't do it without them. Like I started, when I started on my own, it was lonely, you know, you'd be going in every day on your own. I was doing the driving, doing the wash up, doing the prep <laughs> and things would happen and they'd be like, oh, if only I had one person here or whatever. <laughs> so when I started to like grow that team, I'm just so appreciative that like a lot of them are with me a long time. Like some of them are with me four or five years. Um, I was just so appreciative that like, okay, I don't have to stay here till eight o'clock tonight. If we all work together, we can get out on time, you know? And um, in 2019, I had my son as well and I was able to take off 10 weeks, which is a lot. But um, like they were able to manage without me, you know, like I, I, obviously we touch base every day, but I'm so grateful that I had that time because I feel like if I didn't have them, then like I would have had a lot less time at home and stuff, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, yeah, I'm just and, and they give their they give their all every day and they're really passionate about what we do. So mm -hmm. like credit where credit is due. 
you know, it's 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 all about the team at the end of the day. You can't do things on your own. It's amazing. But like it really, like I said, it, co- it really comes through. Mm. It, it was one thing I noticed, like you've got all the gorgeous pictures of the food, but you've just the way you've described your team it, it's front and center as well. And I think it's a really nice aspect of your business. Um, when you were thinking about setting your own company, and this is just purely just I, a curiosity I had when you were talking about it. Because my thing would be, if you were a chef, you would open a restaurant. What yeah. made you choose a catering company over a restaurant? Um, a lot of it would have been money, really, because you need a lot of money to set up a restaurant and investment and things. And I really wanted to kind of do it on my own. Um, and I suppose as well, it would just be the fear, the fear of that if you went that large, so big, so fast with a lot of money and it didn't work out, I just wouldn't be able to handle that kind of failure. Whereas if I started off small and grow it, it I felt like it was a little bit more safe to do. But yeah. um, a, running a restaurant has never, like, never ever been a passion of mine to actually, or, or a goal, because I just find the service element of it isn't my thing. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, the food, the food is everything. Um, no, we obviously we've got good customer service when we're taking bookings and all that, mm-hmm. but serving tables and everything else. Oh, that's and different. Sick. Like I've worked in restaurants, you know, you get two people in sick or whatever, or if it's a busy Saturday and you don't have a strong team, it can be like it's it's stressful. It's just unnecessary stress that I don't want. <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, that comes from your experience yeah. working yeah. in it. Like that you yeah. you were saying about you're able to take the bits that you knew worked and that you wanted but it also means you're able to know what you don't want. And I think that's often brush up because my, I have a long and winding, like my first degree is in physics. And then I went on and did the childcare degree. And very often people are kind of like, well, how did you like, you know, was that not a complete waste of time? Yeah, it wasn't. I gained so much in that four years doing that. Yeah. But you need to be able to see how it's not going to work for you as well. And that's, as good a part of the experience as anything else oh definitely yeah I mean like at the start we were doing you know I'd do parties for like five people on a Sunday so that meant I was working seven days mm-hmm. but you can't say no at the start because and these were things I genuinely didn't want to do but like you just have to survive for the first few years and now I can be a little bit okay I want I can work this weekend but I'm not working the following weekend you know so I'm very lucky and that we can actually pick and choose now but like as you say you have to make the decision what is making you happy and what isn't mm-hmm. and what and, and and at the moment we're fortunate enough to not have to work every weekend there might be a time next year six months where we have to open seven days a week but like I feel like if you can bend it to how your life is with kids and family and the whole lot then I think it's great yeah you can really make it work yeah so talk to me a little bit about the food itself because yeah. again that's something you um kind of champion on your site you're mm-hmm. in Cork and everybody knows that like you know there is a plethora of suppliers and amazing food down there so how do you go about um sourcing your food and putting that forward for your customers um so I suppose as I say if you're if you're if you have a food business in Cork you're so lucky Mm -hmm. and um but I feel like all the places that I worked we always use local producers I love the English market I love Kay O'Connell's I love just passing even on my day off and like I just love that whole like Cork I don't know, it's just that kind of like buzz or something inside there. It's just, it's one of the best places in the city. So um, I, I love supporting them because they're passionate about what they do. And therefore they make what we do a lot easier because they've put all the hard work and effort into um, everything that they do. Um, but I will say like, you can have all the best ingredients in the world, but like if you don't treat them with respect mm. and know how to put everything together, 
you might as well just use, I don't know, crap ingredients. But um, that's kind of what we, our ethos is as well as that. We don't overhandle things. Everything is cooked lightly. It's done with respect. There's none of this mashing and banging and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's just everything is just done with respect because we know that all the time and effort that goes in for all our growers and producers, we're not going to ruin that by, you know, abusing the ingredients. Um, and that is, that's the skill in itself to be kind of light-handed in the kitchen, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how we keep things. We just know, like, put light ingredients together and you know, um, keep it fresh, keep it seasonal. It's a nice mentality to have. And so you mentioned that obviously your business was kind of taking off around 2019. Yeah. Yeah. What happened in 2020? How did that period go for you? Um, so we have like, we had one corporate contract at the time. So it was breakfast and lunch for a hundred people every day. And um, so that office closed and we had like loads of ad hoc orders for hospitals, loads of medical reps used to order from us. So obviously that was gone as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we were, we cater for the HSC kind of meetings a lot, not like, you know, like as a, as a vendor, not as an on-site uh, caterer. And um, they were setting up um, tracing centers and all that. So we stayed open for another two weeks during that. And then I was kind of getting a bit nervous then. Um, I didn't know what way it was going to go and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to close for two weeks. I'd used everything in the kitchen for those two weeks catering the HSC. I was like, okay, I've no ingredients in now. They could close the doors next week. I could be buying loads of stuff in and I'm going to be stuck with all yeah. this. So I was like, okay. I spoke to them. I was like, look, I feel like after Friday, I'm going to... Call it, a, call it a day so we closed for two weeks and then I was at home like oh my god what am I going to do <laughs> so I had a meeting I did zoom with the girls from work and um we came up with a movie night box so like we just said we'd do this and we all kind of worked separate times we worked Wednesday to Saturday I think um, and then the kitchen porter would come in when we were gone so we were all really working separately the hall inside the rugby club was huge so we were able to really spread out and mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah that really took off and we'd change the boxes then every week and all that so um, we were just lucky we were able to kind of flip flip it and do something now we didn't make any money from it but it got our name out there you know yeah. and um, it, it really put our um, brand on the map I suppose and um, when when people were having parties and stuff this, when it was open a little bit more sure we were very busy then doing that like so I, I'm delighted that I actually took the punt and uh, op reopened you know yeah and of course there's the, there's the <laughs> side of it then that you actually had something to do yeah you know that that you were busy you had something to focus on and yeah. it gave you a point of contact with your team that you were still yeah. able to, to kind of work together in some exactly. aspect yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I feel like um, it was really beneficial for us just to, to just to get outside the house for our mental health, even, mm, you know, just yeah. to do something. But then on the other side of it, my little boy was one and I got to spend loads of time with him then as well. So it, it like it really worked out. So, you know, a few hours work a week and then at home with him all day. So it was actually yeah. great. It did make, I yeah. would have, my youngest would have been around the same as well. And obviously yeah. I'm home with them most of the time anyway, but my husband couldn't believe the difference. Like, you know, he was still working from home yeah. every day, but just the the being here, the like, you know, the little interruptions or the being able to walk downstairs for dinner, there's like that silver lining that you nearly don't want to admit to in, in such a bad time. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. A lot of people have, uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, they'd be rushing out the door yeah. in the morning thinking they had to be in work at eight o'clock. 
And like they came back, they're like, no, I've been dropping my kids to school now during when all this was going on. And they stuck to it. And they're delighted that they did because they yeah. get that like precious half an hour, 45 minutes every morning that they were missing out on all the time, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah it's definitely there was definitely positives that came from it. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So tell me, how did you find the club and what made you join it? Why did you think that it would be the network for you? Um. They've definitely the network for me because um, it's it's business owners. So like I was in Network Cork and not everybody has their own business in it. And I felt a little bit lost in there. No, I did join it in 2020 and it was all online. So I didn't suit me anyway. But um, yeah, I just found this was a little bit different because of that. And um, people genuinely know what it's like to every single person in there knows yeah. what it's like to have your own business. And um, yeah, and it's great crack and everything. I found it. I knew Shan from doing bits and mobs during COVID and be Bell and all that. Yeah. Um, and I was always kind of a bit anxious about joining networks. Um, firstly, I re- didn't think I had time, which I didn't at the start because I was just there doing everything. Um, and then when I found I had like a bigger, bigger team, I just felt, yeah, I'll, I, I'm going to do this. Then last year I said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready now like to to uh, join and actually make an effort to, you know, go to the events and all that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just love it. I just love meeting people. And um, it's great crack. You know, I think everybody that's in the club, they like a good laugh and <laughs> kind of, you know, they're a bit of me. Like we just, you know, everybody gets on great and yeah. it's always good fun when we meet up. So, um, yeah, and it's a great sport and learning network as well. Like there's loads of techie things that I'm terrible at that like you know we learn about yeah, <laughs> the workshops. So it's, yeah it's always beneficial yeah yeah so what is the bit that like do you find most benefits you is it purely be that conversation the being in the room with other people um that you know you could just say that you've been having a bad day and just to have yeah. people understand what that is yeah definitely yeah it's definitely that social element of people knowing exactly what you're going through if you have a bad day so like even if you say to your friends they're like oh sorry to hear that or whatever but they kind of don't understand really yeah, so yeah. Um, everybody in the club understands you know so that I really find that beneficial yeah it can be nice all right so yeah. what since starting because you know with Roots Kitchen you've been through the pandemic you know you've expanded your services what has been the biggest insight you've had since starting the business um the biggest insight would be so like I did a start your own business course and you write your business plan and you have um you kind of do your costings and all that Mm -hmm. so I was like oh yeah I do 50 lunches a day so that's grand like or whatever and I'm basing this off like established busy restaurants that I've worked in for years and stuff and um like I think if you are if like if you're starting your own business be very careful about what your figures you think your figures are going to be and what they actually will be in the first few years (laughs) so I think that was a huge thing as well um just being very very realistic about like how much money and you're going to make and like how much time and effort it takes to actually put into it um being consistent and um learning as much as you can I suppose uh, learn as much as you can about every single thing you don't know about <laughs> so like eat like tax PSI, HR just like eat little little bits and then eventually you know once you get established and you get busy you can pay people to do it then and get advice and all that but I do think like knowledge is power so as much as you can learn about all those little things that aren't in your industry that you're aware of definitely definitely um learn bits about and there's something in there because I I know like there's a lot of time that a small business like as you grow kind of outsourcing what you can means that you can actually work on your business but 
I do think you need to have a base level of understanding of lots of these things so that when you're talking to whoever it is, whether it's your accountant, whether it's a VA who you've decided to get on for social media, you do need to understand the language and the basics so that you can help direct them as well and know what they're talking about because you can't be just blind in that area either. No, yeah. And, And to be fair, a lot of people do go into it blind and they get on grand because I suppose if you know what you're doing at the core of the business and you're consistent and you're passionate about it and you're good at it, like that's the main thing. But like while you're doing that, you have to kind of like broaden out your knowledge and everything because it is important. Now, I'm lucky. My husband does my accounts and all that kind of stuff and he'd be very techy. So like I had him on my side. So I've been very lucky. Ask him a question or geez, this broke. He'll fix it. But like in terms of like, you know, the obviously if you're a boss, you need to know a bit of HR knowledge. And um, now Claudia does all my stuff now, so I'm very lucky. <laughs> um, but uh, like just things about uh, profit and loss, your cost of sales, anything, everything like that. Um, because like, I suppose if you're not aware of that and like benchmarking off other businesses as well, I think. Mm. Like just to make sure that like, geez, am I charging enough? Or uh, is this my worth? Another thing as well, I suppose, is that if if some people tell you you're expensive, that doesn't necessarily mean you're expensive. It just means you're not speaking to the right customer, maybe, you yeah. know, um, like, because for, I suppose when I was doing the individual lunches, I think they were 8.50 for a lunch delivered for free. Um, and some people would say, oh, you know, Chopped is cheaper or whatever. I'm like, well, Chopped has like, whatever, 200 sites all over <laughs> Ireland or whatever. It's not the same thing, you know, but, um, but eventually I, I was like, no, stick to your guns now. You, you have to charge that price. Otherwise you're going to close. Um, but I was, speaking I was speaking what I wanted to speak it just wasn't to the people working in the office it was to their bosses <laughs> you know so like I was kind of doing the right thing I just kind of had to deviate a little bit towards it so and um, yeah I'd definitely say stick to your guns if you know if you're being consistent and everything and you know your product is good um yeah so it's hard to do especially when you're face down with people saying like giving you a specific example of something else being cheaper but yeah again it's coming back to your experience of knowing of being able to stop and say right well yeah but their business is different it's a different model it's bigger and also you value the okay yes it's if you're making a lunch but it's the experience of sourcing the ingredients and knowing how to like you described before being able to work with the ingredients to make something delicious yeah yeah and deliver to your desk and and deliver it's like they forgot about that bit yeah yeah it's like yeah um yeah so like because that's what I was saying when I did the business plan I do 50 a day and then some days I could do two Mm. and then other days I do 100 and I'm like why isn't this consistent <laughs> and it was all about to do a payday whether it was raining or not like literally there was a million different reasons why we were busy and not so it just wasn't consistent enough long term yeah unless I got like like chopped grew it into like a load of different places and everything yeah. else you know so um yeah it was a great learning curve but I feel like you appreciate you appreciate everything so much more when you've come through that journey mm. and you get to where you need to be to keep the business going and to hire staff and everything else yeah it just makes you never forget like what way it could be yeah so what would would have been the biggest difficulty you had in in going in setting up the business or getting to this point um I suppose it'd be getting leads because nobody knew who I was Hmm. um a lot of my friends worked in offices so they passed things around and trying to grow the Instagram page 
so that like people would hear about us and stuff like that and this was seven years ago so I suppose Instagram was big really but it was kind of only getting going for businesses and all that yeah um learning how to photograph the food like just really trying you to get do that food. as well yeah wow because I've yeah. seen those photographs they're amazing yeah. it like it takes time like you know and like I suppose at the time, even before I started the business, you would be photographing food in work because like if you're a chef and you want to show off what you've done and stuff. <laughs> so you just learn as you go and like you'd see cookbooks and other pages like, oh yeah, maybe they do like this or whatever. So it takes time. And then sometimes it doesn't look great at all, but you just keep going with it, you know? Mm. And um, so I suppose that was the hardest thing, getting my name out there with no budget for marketing or, mm. or ads or anything like that. I was literally relying on word of mouth which I think is like one of the best tools that you have. Especially for it food. Takes, it, it takes longer. Yeah, because you know? I, I think it, it's the one thing we all obsess about. We all talk about it. We don't all make it. We leave that to people, guys like you. But it's the one thing people are like, oh, that's amazing. You have to go there. You have to try this. Or people will go out of their way to get it if they're in the area you know that kind of yeah. way and obviously yeah. there's the flip side if people have a bad experience they won't go back so I think it, in your industry there is something about kind of you know once a few people start eating it and people are like oh what are you having and they start talking it's nearly the best kind of advertising yeah yeah it is. lower but better yeah I mean that's how I got my first contract was through word of mouth so like you know like that it was through somebody I met an award through a restaurant I was working in five years before I opened the business oh. and they somebody was opening an office in Cork and they were looking for a breakfast and that's how it started and just snowball but you like it's another thing like being nice to everybody that you meet because <laughs> you never know who's going to mention your name in a room yeah. like so and that was like years later you know and I mean it, it practically saved my business yeah. so you know that's another thing as well like just always 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 be on your best behavior <laughs> even just if you're bored for a few drinks you know um, so um yeah I mean like I think luck and hard work is a lot got to do with it as well yeah definitely definitely yeah. so that all sounds extremely busy a lot of hard work what do you do to switch off do you ever switch off is there something that you your go-to to kind of I do I do switch off I, like I, I if I have my days off I will switch off like um I love watching trash tv I love <laughs> I love it I love Shannon knows this as well uh Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Blow Deck, all them I love watching them literally like switch off yeah um I love meeting my friends and um, we're all giddy bunch now like I mean we're nearly 40 but we're still <laughs> 16 <laughs> just when we meet up we're just laughing the whole time so I love that as well it's like a great like like pressure just being released um and in about February or at the end of February this year I started running and I found that's the best thing I ever have ever ever done for myself because my friends always go walking and I'm like oh, I can't be into the walking now because then going through all the things I have to do and work the next day or the lunches and the school uniforms and everything when I'm running all I can think about is how hard it is yeah so I, I literally come back and it's like a cloud has lifted off my head as it isn't it funny how that works because I do a circuit class at a gym near us and like that it's really hard work for like the 30 or 40 minutes but because you're concentrating on doing it and and you're, you're doing something physically and like mentally you're pushing yourself through it but because you are so completely focused on it when you come out of it you find it's actually as good as if you've relaxed or yeah. meditated or something I find because you your brain has had to do something completely different that yeah. it, it's probably it's switched off from everything else 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it definitely works. Like, I and I used to be looking at people going out running on a Sunday going, lunatics, there's something wrong with them. I was like, no, they're actually perfectly saying there's something wrong with me and I need to run <laughs> it just took time to get you there it did it did it did yeah so um Ashling Vaughan in the club actually she got me into running through Irie so I'm delighted that I joined that so it's great yeah not sure you see I still in my head I'm just like not sure I'm a runner not yeah. that give me give me the circuit class and do that and then go home again yeah um, whatever works isn't it well that's it yeah. so finally what is the top tip that you would give to somebody starting out now um, the top tip would be um, be sure of yourself, do your homework, um, try and not like put, let any negativity come into your head. So, you know, if somebody's like, what, you're opening your own business? Why are you doing that? Like, that's their own fear. So just don't don't listen to it. Is don't that something you heard yourself? Yeah, like, um, yes, I know. Just um I suppose you 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 can listen to a lot of different opinions mm. and I think if you just stay focused on yourself be sure of yourself and surround yourself with people like-minded like the club you know yeah. um and get advice when you need it but get advice from the right people mm. don't I, I don't think you should be asking people that don't have a business oh about yeah. a business query because I just feel they're gonna just probably led you down the wrong path being a bit negative or something like that so it's just you're better off just like not yeah. Um, you can get like it's grand to get like a bit of an opinion like as in like what you think of this or whatever but if there's a problem I think you should probably just get it from somebody that has been through it or has their own business and I think sometimes when you are listening to that like whether you've asked for it or people have you know decided to to give you the advice yeah. <laughs> unasked there is an element of your gut and like the top part of your advice there about kind of backing yourself and, and listening to yourself you do know and I think with experience as you go through more of those you're very able easily able to identify that it doesn't sit right you're kind of like oh yeah that sounds nice and that's lovely but you know I'm just I'm gonna leave that that's not for me you do get this kind of instinct that you're kind of like "Mm, it's not really the the track I want to go 100% but like I still like we would still get a new customer now and I'm I'd be waiting all day for the email to come through saying they're going to complain like every single time. And the girls work like, why did you do this to yourself? You're tormenting yourself every day. And then I get an email going, the lunch was lovely. Thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, we got the email today. It was grand. But like, I'm going for a run. Yeah. But like, I feel like you have to have a bit of that because like if, if you lose that, you might as well close the doors. Well, it means you don't care anymore. Exactly. Really, so like, let me, I like I, the lads, I'd be putting on the stress to them, even though they don't listen to me at this stage. But like, I'm the one that will take on that pressure. And like, if anything does go wrong, we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like I always have to have that little bit of worry and that little bit of like, geez, I hope they liked it now because mm-hmm. you, I put my heart and soul into it. So um, you're always waiting for, I know it's like validation, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? You're just constantly like, no matter, I don't think I'll ever lose that. Like I'm open seven years nearly. Um, and I still have that fear that somebody won't like what we do. And if they don't, it's fine. Yeah. But um, I, I just always I always aim to please, basically. Yeah. Well, so, I don't uh, think there's anything wrong with wanting that kind of validation, that bit of feedback. Like, yes, we're all doing our businesses because it's based on something we really want to do and we love. Yeah. But ultimately, you also want to help people in some way. You're doing it because you have something to give other people and you want to share that. I mean, if you just love the food, you'd be at home making dinner 
and lunches for you and your family and that's what you'd be happy with but it, it's that you want to share it with other people so of course you want them to come back yeah. with a, a positive feedback as well yeah, yeah definitely yeah and if it comes back negative then you know that's positive for us as well because we can fix it but um yeah I definitely would say back yourself stay focused get the right advice when you need it a good accountant <laughs> um and um yeah I'd say yeah that's it get good on Instagram I suppose (laughs) with all the tips it's a a brilliant rundown there with all the tips from you and the other guests have been on the podcast I feel like we should be creating some kind of ultimate you know starter booklet for businesses because it's all just because of all the experience that's behind it yeah so what's next for Ruth's Kitchen is it steady as she goes or do you have any plans um I suppose it's steady as she goes and we're just trying to like gain more customers um grow the business more I suppose grow the grow the team more um the kitchen we're in now is getting a bit tight again so um we moved in during COVID and I felt it was huge at the time and a huge risk but like in hindsight it probably would have been a bit bigger but sure we didn't know where, what we were doing yeah. um so I need to get a bigger kitchen therefore we need to be busier so I need to get more staff so um but like that all happens with time it will all it will all happen when it's meant to happen you know so um yeah. We have another two years, I think, in the kitchen we're in. So that will be the next step. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Sounds amazing. And I just I'm waiting for the story for when you're standing in that kitchen, thinking about the very first kitchen you started in yeah. right at the very start. We're like, how did we work in the other kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> so, Trina, it was like, I'd say, I, I think it was like, I don't know, 300 square feet or something. I don't know, it was even smaller than that just tiny 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 like so I yeah. it's like a, a physical marker of how the business is growing and it's nice to have that sometimes because yeah. it's hard to remember from where you started to where you went so good luck with it all and thank you so much for joining me today um and I look forward to trying to get out to Cork just so I can have some of your food sometime oh yeah we'll have to have an event with Ruth's Kitchen for the club. Ah, you've said it now on the record That's yeah. Be. All right. yeah thank you so much Donna thanks Trina it was lovely to talk to you